No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Ezra the priest reads the law while the Levites give the understanding. When the people start to mourn because of their sins, Nehemiah tells them that the joy of the Lord is their strength. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Nehemiah chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. Today we come to one of my favorite passages in the book of Nehemiah and try to figure out why that's the case. Now, Nehemiah had been used by God to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, but now he was focusing on rebuilding the people, really bringing revival to the people. And you know, you just cannot have revival without the Word of God. One of my favorite quotes is that revival is the Spirit of God being poured out upon the people of God through the Word of God. And that's what we see happening in Nehemiah chapter 8. Now, all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. So Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Okay, so this was the seventh month, which corresponds to September, October time of the year. And that was a very important month on the Jewish calendar. It was the beginning of their civil calendar. They had a religious calendar that began in March, April, and a civil calendar that began in the seventh month, September, October. And that first day of the month was when the Feast of Trumpets would occur. Now that we know that today is Rosh Hashanah, sort of like our New Year's Day, and that's what it would be. But then also on the 10th of the month, they would have the Day of Atonement, and then following that would be a week-long celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles. So this was a very important time in the Jewish calendar. And also, Moses had written in Deuteronomy chapter 31 that once every seven years in the seventh month, the people were to gather and the law of God was to be read publicly. Now, we don't know how much of the law of God was read. You know, there's five books of Moses. Uh, many commentators think it was just the book of Deuteronomy that was read. But every seven years, they were to do this. And we don't have any record other than here of them actually doing this. And it had probably been at least seven years, if not longer, maybe never since they had come back from exile, that they gathered everybody together for this public reading of the scripture. Now, the people gathered in the open square in the front of the water gate. This is where the water carriers would go from Jerusalem to the out, out through the gate to the Gihon Spring and would get water for the ritual cleansings, which they would then bring back to the temple. Now, that's significant because water is a symbol in scripture, obviously for cleansing, 
But there's also the washing with water of the Word of God. It's the Word of God and the hearing of the Word of God that cleanses us from sin. So Ezra here is introduced, and he was a priest descended from Aaron who had returned to Jerusalem in 458 B.C., about 14 years before Nehemiah arrived. While in Babylon, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, to do it, and to teach it in Israel. So this was his big opportunity really to do that as he would begin by publicly reading the scripture. Now all the men, women, and children who were old enough to understand gathered in the open square and Ezra read the scripture to them from morning until midday. That's about five or six hours and the people all listened attentively. Now that's what you would call a long service. So Ezra, the scribe, stood on a platform of wood which they had made for the the purpose. And beside him, at his right hand, there were six men. And at his left hand, there were seven men. I'm not going to pronounce their names today, okay? And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So first they built Ezra this wooden platform to stand on. Practically, it would help everybody to see and hear him. Figuratively, this placed Ezra in this place of authority above the people, representing the giving of God's law from above, just as, say, Moses received it up on Mount Sinai and then brought it down to the people. These 13 men that stood with Ezra were as elders, supporting his authority as God's representative. The number 13 is interesting in that There are really 13 tribes when you include the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe. So perhaps these 13 were representing the unity of Israel gathering together to hear the reading of the scriptures. Now, it's interesting that the first thing Ezra did was to bless the Lord rather than the people. Normally, you think of the priest coming and blessing the people, but here he begins blessing the Lord. And I think that's important because Before receiving the word, it's always good to begin with worship. That's what we do in our church. We begin with worship. Why? Because as we bless the Lord, as we enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise, it begins to prepare our hearts to receive his word. You see, our hearts are naturally callous and resistant to the word of God. So we need this opportunity to prepare the soil of our hearts to make our hearts soft and ready to receive the seed of the word of God. Now, the people were very responsive to Ezra's blessing, and they repeated by saying, Amen, Amen, which Amen simply means so be it. We agree, most assuredly so, while raising their hands. Now, that's an act of surrender, a universal act of surrender to the Lord and and an openness before God. And then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground, showing their honor, their love, their respect for the Lord and his word. Also, there were 13 other men, I'm not going to pronounce their names either, 
and the Levites, or it could be that these 13 men, the Levites, it could be translated either way. So they may have been, say, priests plus the Levites, or they may have all been Levites. But they helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Okay, so you got Ezra, who's there on the platform reading the passage of Scripture, and then these men are out among the people in the small groups. And, and so they would then say, okay, now do you understand this? And they would begin to explain what Ezra had, had just read. And perhaps even giving opportunity for people to ask questions. Now, the Hebrew that was being read was very old. It was about a thousand years old. And so, you know, you think about our own English language, how much it changes over, say, a hundred years, a thousand years. There was probably uh, a need to explain some of what the words meant. And so people would ask, you know, well, what does it mean here where the law says that if someone curses their father and mother, they'll be cut off, you know, and then the, the Levites would explain and give the understanding, say, to what that would mean. And they didn't just preach on one verse. They went through the entire word, giving the understanding as they went. Now, that is so important because if we don't understand the word, then the enemy will snatch it away from us. That's what Jesus said in the parable of the soils. You know, he talked about the seed that fell on various soils and the seed that fell on the soil of the pathway and the birds came and snatched it up. And then then he said in the interpretation, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. So how important it is that the people understand the word. And this is why, I'll give you the hint, okay, that I love this passage is because this is the basis for expository teaching of the word. Just going through the word of God, helping people to understand it, The power is in the word itself. And when people understand it, then God begins to bring revival to their hearts. And that's what was going on here. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions and rejoice greatly because they understood the words that were declared to them. So as the people began to hear the word and they realized that they had not kept the law and the law that is holy and pointing out to them the right way to live, and they felt convicted. They felt, oh no, we have not lived up to the law of God. And then they began to weep and mourn and and you know, that the, the word of God can have that effect on us in bringing conviction 
of sin. And that can be a good thing, that godly sorrow that brings repentance, that brings a change of heart and life. But in this case, it was not the time. And, and so Nehemiah and Ezra and the, and the others, the leaders, said, hey, wait a minute. This is not the time to sorrow. This is a holy day to the Lord. So, so don't mourn, don't weep. There's a time for that, but, but we are doing what God wants us to do. We are bringing revival to the community. We're coming back to the Lord. So this is a time of rejoicing. This is a time of, of celebrating, you know, and I think there's a great balance here of, of being convicted over sin and perhaps even grieving at times over our sin. But then once we realize that we've confessed our sins, Jesus has forgiven us, God has forgiven us because of what Jesus did on the cross. And now we can rejoice knowing that our sins are forgiven. It's important to have that balance and rejoice when it's time to rejoice. That's what Jesus said in John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I like what Dwight Moody said. He said, the Lord gives his people perpetual joy when they walk in obedience to him. And this is why I love this passage. You know, it's just the the teaching of the word, the understanding of the word. Once the people understood it, then they were convicted. But once they were convicted, then they could experience God's joy because their hearts were coming back into union with the Lord's heart. And that is the basis for revival. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208-319-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Tomorrow, we'll see where the people celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. As they listen to the word being read, they confess their sins. Then, the Levites lead the congregation in a prayer of dedication. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Nehemiah on Simply the Bible.